Hey, I'm Camille Jamerson, and this is Life at the Half, my myth-lifestyle podcast about shifting the over-40 crowd from midlife crisis to midlife clarity. Over the course of this limited season, Life at the Half will make you laugh, think, cry, feel, and it will inspire you to intentionally design this funky in-between season in our lives. Midlife doesn't know who it's messing with. We are Gen X, baby. And it's just halftime for us. There is still so much more game for us left to live. So let's figure out our next play together, okay? Here on Life at the Half. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Life at the Half. I am your host, Camille Jamerson, and it is such a pleasure to have you in this really cool season one summary episode. Um, This episode is going to touch a little bit on what we covered in season one. So if you missed an episode in season one, this is a great episode to listen to because you can get a little taste of what each of them were about and whichever one you missed, you can run back and uh, take a listen. I want to make sure that you got all of this before we go into season two. And then at the end of this, um, this particular episode, I'm going to share with you what we are going to do this summer. It is absolutely amazing and fun. So you definitely want to stick um, around until the end. So season one, I'm taking a deep breath because I can't believe I just did a whole season of the Life at the Half podcast. I still remember when this podcast was just words on a paper And to see it manifest in such a powerful way, helping Gen Xers and midlifers um, everywhere really get their arms around midlife and look at what this next season of their life is going to look like differently um, has been its own reward. And I can't wait to um, get season two rolling. I've already taped two episodes for season two, um, but. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be fire, but let's go back and review season one. So, um, like I said, if you missed one, you got an opportunity to go back. And if you think you caught them all, this is still really a cool, um, episode to listen to because it'll remind you of some of the things that you learned and heard during season one. And you still may want to go back and listen to that episode again. So you could reiterate, um, some of the key messages in those episodes, write notes or Sometimes when you hear something a second time, it'll hit differently, just depend on depending on what you're going through at that time. So take that into consideration too. If you hear something and like, whoa, I don't remember that from that episode. It's cool. Go back, listen to that episode again. Like I said, you may take different notes. You may hear something differently. You may connect with a guest on a different level or may have meant to connect with them um, on their website or on their social pages and forgot to do it. This is a prime time and opportunity to do that. So let's go. Episode one was we started right out the gate talking about money, right? And you probably are like, well, they, you know, Camille came out with guns blazing. Absolutely. Because what we found out in that episode, Money Talks with Stephanie Vaught, who is the CEO of Social Money Finances, is that um, your money will determine what the rest of your life is going to look like. And I know that 
you might not want that to be true, but it is. It is. And I saw that with my parents a lot. Um, They both worked for the state of Michigan. So when they retired, um, they had really good benefits along with their Medicare, their secondary insurance was really amazing, had a lot of amenities. Um, They had money saved. They had life insurance policies. They were set up pretty well. But even with that, as they became older and elderly, more so for my mom, um, when we had to make the decision to put her in independent living and senior care living and that sort of thing, so much of that is not covered by insurance and um, the money that she was making through her retirement and what she had saved really determined the level of life that she would have lived in that particular season. Um, Now my mom had four kids who stepped in and was going to do whatever it took to make sure that she had everything that she needed and was living in a place um, that um, was safe and comfortable and the best that the four of us could help her afford. But everybody, that's not everybody's story, right? And, And not that everybody doesn't have, you know, kids that would want to bless them, but everybody doesn't have kids that are in a position to bless them. So you don't even go into this with that thought in mind. You don't know what your kids will and won't do. Real talk. Um, so you, your money, whatever that looks like, as Stephanie shared, will determine what the second half of your life looks like. So do you have your arms around, um, your retirement? Do you have your arms around your life insurance? Are you saving? Are you, um, saving money for experiences? Are you um, preparing or investing or learning about money? Yes, even at this age, learning what you need to learn about money. Have you developed other streams of income to help fund what's coming in the second half of your life? So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. Um, That was a very strong way to come out of the gate because before we talk about all these amazing things that we want to do at life at the half, um, the halftime of our lives are going to be funded by how much money we have. So let's talk about that out the gate, get our money right. The very second um, episode was called, um, it was named after the um, TV show, well, movie TV kind of series, The Best Man, The Second Chapter, or The Next Chapter, I think it was called. And um, it was centered around friendships. And we talked with Coach Larry Thomas of Interlink Living, who really challenged us as to how we make, keep, and nurture our friendships. As um, Gen Xers, it seems to be harder to make genuine friends at this age. Um, You know, when we were kids, it was just easy. You know, you get a piece of paper, do you want to be my friend? Check yes or no. And you pass it down, right? Um, but as you get older, first of all, your time for friends gets sucked up into just the other things that you're doing in your life. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, what do I need in a friendship? 
How do I nurture a friendship? We've forgotten how to be friends. And so this episode with Larry um, really left us with kind of what's keeping you from um, seeking out friendships and what's keeping you from being the friend um, to your friends that they need you to be. And it really caused us to look at our friendships, look at what we were lacking in our friendships and um, encouraging us to go out and curate the circle or tribe or girlfriend group that we're going to need to live this season of our lives. Episode three was um, entitled after some Prince lyrics. Prince lyrics, and it was entitled Act Your Age, Not Your Shoe Size, which, um, of course, comes from the Prince song um, Kiss. And we talked with um, Chief Flyologist Kimberly Bunton, who is the CEO of Fly Hip and Ageless. You've probably seen that brand on Instagram, particularly um, if you're a midlifer and you follow Gen X themed or midlife themed brands. And what we talked about in this particular episode with Kimberly was how, as the title suggests, you normally say act your age when someone is acting younger than they should. But what we cover in this particular episode is some of us out there are acting older than we should. You would swear some of us were 85, 90 years old, as old as we act. Um, And the other piece of that episode that I really enjoyed was that we talked about how um, media, particularly social media, is trying to define what life at 45, 50, 55, 60 looks like. And they don't get to do that for you. We do that for ourselves. We get to determine what this season looks like for us. We get to determine what we can wear at this age. We get to determine where we can go at this age. We get to determine where we can live, what we will drive, what experiences we will have. If we will start start our own business, we get to determine that for ourselves at this age. And we um, were challenged in this particular episode not to allow the um, world around us to make those decisions and determinations for us. So that was an amazing episode. Um, I encourage you, particularly if you found yourself find yourself being stuck in kind of this old lady or old man mode, um, that's a really good episode to watch and to um, re-encourage yourself, right, to... Um, live your life. I'm not trying to say you've got to go out here and act like a 15 year old. Um, But I am saying that you have the right to live your life as vibrantly and as out loud as you want to. And don't fall into the trap of being older than you are. Okay. So that was episode number three at your age, not your shoe size. Episode number four was a really powerful, um, contemplative episode. And it was called Remember Who You Are. And we talked in this episode, Remember Who You Are, that came from um, The Lion King when um, Simba's father, Mufasa, reminded Simba 
um, to remember who he was. He was hiding out in, in the Badlands somewhere when he should have been ruling and reigning as king of the pride. And so Mufasa's call to him, clarion call to him, was to remember who he was so he could take his rightful place on the throne. And the reason that I named this particular episode that is because some of us need to be reminded of who we are outside of the fact that we are Gen X, baby, and we are bad, okay? But aside from that, um, imposter syndrome has us forgetting the value add that we as midlifers bring to the table. And we talked in this episode with um, Gen X coach, Tabitha Jones, and Tabitha was just amazing at really outlining um, the the nuances of imposter syndrome and what are some of the negative things that can happen if we allow it to run amok in our lives. And one of the things she said that I'll leave you with as far as this episode is concerned is that um, the root of imposter syndrome is comparison. Right? Isn't that powerful? The root of imposter syndrome is comparison. So at the very core of the imposter syndrome, when you are in situations and you don't feel like you belong or you feel as if people will find out that you aren't so suchy much after all, when you are finding yourself dealing with those types of emotions at the root of it is comparison because you're comparing yourself to someone else who seems keyword seems to have it all together or someone who seems keyword seems to be younger or smarter or cuter or more knowledgeable or um, better suited for whatever it is that you're seeking to achieve. But truth of the matter is you are probably just as talented, just as um, amazing right? Just as qualified as the people you're comparing yourself to. So Tabitha in this particular episode left us with that powerful quote. And um, if you want to hear more of that, go back to episode four and check that out. Episode five was a really fun episode. It was called Tears for Fears. And uh, we were with Dr. Uh, Mario Jackson, who has a show called Gen X Unlatched. If you don't see it, it's because um, if you go search for it and you don't see it, he was in the middle of a rebranding. So um, I'll try to make sure that we get him as a part of the life at the half page. So if you are looking for him and um, you don't see him, under Gen X Unlatched, I'll be sure to find him and find out if he has a new moniker to make sure that our audience stays connected with his. But in that particular episode, which we named Tears for Fears, uh, Dr. Mario shared with us his amazing journey from just waking up one day and deciding to move out of the country or clear across the country, I should say, and move to Puerto Rico. And um, aside from being extremely jealous that he is in such an amazing place with amazing climate and beautiful scenery. I live in Michigan and, you know, that's not our life here. We get all four seasons. This is a pretty place and we're surrounded by lakes and blah, blah, blah. But we talking Puerto Rico. It gets below zero here 
I think the coldest it gets there is 70, maybe. Um, but he talked about really what it took to overcome that fear to make that move. That's really what the show was about. And whether your fear is moving to a new place or learning something new or um, dating again, if maybe you are divorced or widowed, um, whatever your fear is, um, what Dr. Mario left us with that I really thought was cool is that pressing through that fear or facing that fear is where the gold is, right? That's what he left with us. He said, that's where the gold is getting through the other side of that fear. So if you want to hear more about that and other amazing nuggets that Dr. Mario dropped, um, make sure you check out that episode, especially if you know that you have some fear in your life that you need to work through, right? All right. I know season one just slapped. I'm telling you guys, season one slapped. The next episode was one of my faves because it was with my business bestie, Katrina Mitchell. And Katrina joined me for a show that we called um, Hard Knocks Life. And in this particular episode, we talked about the soft life and um, could Gen X, given its grind culture mentality, its strong worth, work ethic, could Gen X really embrace um, a soft life and have um, soft life as a part of their culture now? And um, uh, I'm going to give you a hint. The answer is yes. Yes, we can. And Katrina goes into great detail as to how we can do that, why we should um, want to incorporate some of that into our lives, why it's important. And she even talked about how um, the soft life is usually kind of um, laid on women. You know, usually when you hear about the soft life, it's in relation to women leading a softer life. But we even covered how the soft life re relates to men. And um, that was one of the most powerful pieces of that show. And the thing that Katrina left us with that I um, thought was cool is that as Gen Xers, I know we've been exposed to the grind culture and we're perpetrators of it. We probably created it. Um, but one of the things she said is that you no longer have to work like you're a machine, right? And we have to get to the place where we don't judge each other because we want to take a nap, right? And um, the, the soft life isn't about laying around eating bonbons. It's about incorporating things in your life, in your lifestyle that, are, are just softer that are um, that feed your soul that feed your spirit and you know one of the first things you know people will say oh you're talking about facials and going to the spa and that's a part of it but it could also mean just chilling out one Saturday and reading a book it can mean taking walks it can mean spending time at the gym it could mean brunch with friends every third Saturday. It could mean traveling and having different experiences. It could mean um, curating some special things that you want for yourself, right? So the soft life isn't all about being lazy. That's, that's actually not what it is at 
at all. It's about curating your life in such a way that it's not all about the grind. It's not all about the hustle. You slow things down to a pace where you actually are living and enjoying life. And um, that's an episode honestly, for me that I've gone back to and listened to a couple of times because of some of the things that I want to incorporate in my new soft life era. I've said that um, this summer is kind of my pre-era. I'm kind of getting ready for it and trying to detox from my hustle and grind culture. I wanted to initially just jump right into it, but I realized it's not as easy as that. So I've just kind of um, started to detox from that hustle and grind and and um, workhorse mentality. I read a book called Rest is Resistance that really helped me to start preparing um, for this mode. And then come this fall, um, I plan to go headlong into a soft life era. I don't know how long it's going to last, hopefully into perpetuity, if, if that be the case, but I'm preparing myself for it now mentally, spiritually, because my soul craves it. It craves just chilling and feeding my soul and my spirit some of the things that it needs instead of just going after the next dollar. So again, that episode is called Hard Knocks Life. And that was with um, Katrina Michelle Mitchell, who is a life coach in her own right, but also is the um, CEO and owner of Fundamentals Spa, which is here in Pleasant Ridge, Michigan. The next episode um, was probably the most vulnerable and it was called Sergio Valente. And if you know anything about Sergio Valente jeans, you are probably wondering like, why in the world did Camille name the episode that? Well, I'm not going to tell you because you should have listened to it. <laughs> but if you go back and listen to it, it's right at the beginning. So you can go and, and check that out. But what I share in this episode, which I started not to do, but um, in an effort to be really transparent and open, um, I thought it was the right thing to do. And what I share in this episode is my three fears. I share three of the biggest fears I have. I have more than that, but I picked three of the biggest ones I have um, and shared them openly and transparently. And even if I kind of knew where that fear was coming from, I even shared that. And I shared them that way because I have committed to working on those this year. And I am actually working on those as we speak um, because that was, you know, episode about a month or so ago. And um, since that time, I've already been working on some things to kind of get over those fears, but it's a work in progress. Um, I will share one of those fears with you. And that is, I think it was the first one I shared. And that fear is that I have this underlying fear that I am running out of time. And you may be saying, well, Camille, all of us are running out of time, so to speak. But I, when I say it's a fear, it's like an anxiety sometimes that will leap on me. Like, oh, I'm out of time. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to, to do this. I don't have time to make a difference in my kid's life. I don't have time to do what I wanted to do with my grandkids. I don't have time to accomplish what I wanted in my business or my marriage or my friendships or my relationships or write that book or 
add this business or add this stream of income or, or whatever. I feel like, oh my God, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm 56 years old. I'm out of time. And that fear is so paralyzing that I spend more time worrying about the fact that I'm running out of time than I do on the things that I could be doing to meet those goals that I think I'm out of time for. Right. Does that make sense? So, um, I am working diligently this year to get on the other side of that. And, um, some of the, the strategy that I've used is mapping out what I really want to get done. Uh, really being diligent with my lists. I'm a major list person. I'll probably share with you guys my whole system for organizing my year, but I'm a major list person and I just needed to get back to being more diligent about that list, what my life list looks like and how I can start knocking those things out. And instead of looking at um, how in the world am I going to get this done, I can look at what things do I need to do to make this manifest. It may sound like a play on words or it may um, just sound like, um, you know, another way around it, but it's really a mind shift. It's not, oh my God, this list is so long. It's so big. How in the world am I going to get this done to, okay, now what's the strategy that I need to really make these things manifest, right? You see the difference in that one is out of fear and the other is out of curiosity. It's like, how am I going to do this? And that's how I want to approach this particular fear. Like I said, I shared three in this episode. That was one. Um, and they're all just as vulnerable and transparent as that one. So I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to Sergio Valente, if for no other reason, but to find out why I called it that in the first place. But also so you can hear my fears, you will probably be able to really relate to them. And you may have the answer that I need to be able to manifest um, getting out of being so fearful about those things. And you may have the answer that I need. So go back and listen, if not for you, for me. And feel free to share with me on what you think. And um, if you've overcome that fear already, share with me your testimony, your story. Um, I am definitely open to hearing your strategy and what you did um, to make it over, okay? The very last episode, but certainly not the least, that we did in season one was giving you the best that I've got. And um, I think the subtitle was kind of like, are Gen Xers invisible or are they hiding? <laughs> and God bless us, Gen Xers are something else. Um, but the world seems to think that Gen Xers are invisible. Um, they will talk about millennials and boomers and even now Gen Zers until the cows come home. But you rarely, if ever, hear our generation being referred to. And then if we say something, it's like, oh, here goes Gen X. It's like, no, ma'am and no, sir. What you're not going to do is skip over an entire generation of people who now, given their age, hold the purse strings to some of the most major corporations in our country? No, you will not. You will not ignore us. We will not be ignored, right? So, but what this this um, 
episode was all about. And like I said, it was titled Giving You the Best That I've Got. And that's, of course, a song by Anita Baker. And what I really love about that title is that Anita Baker didn't sing, I'm giving you the best that there is. She's saying, I'm giving you the best that I got. This is all I got. And I'm giving you that best. But the key is, Gen Xers, some of us, we don't even do that. We don't give the world the best that we've got. It's partly because we don't care, maybe. Secondly, it could be because we feel the world doesn't deserve us. But in a lot of cases, and more often than not, it's because we're fearful for the world to see us as we really are now. We look in the mirror and we don't see that 20-year-old anymore, right? We don't see that 30-year-old anymore. We see those receding hairlines. We see those grays around the um, temple of our heads. We see those extra chins that seem to come out of nowhere. We see this gut that just won't move. We see our face shifting, our teeth. And we, we see all of these outwardly changes that in some cases cause us to kind of retreat into ourselves. And it's one thing if you don't feel like being bothered, but it's another thing if you're hiding. And this episode um, that we shared with Carla Palmer, who is the host and CEO of Get Your Sexy Back, it's a movement and a um, podcast um, that we shared with her. She shared her entire story about um, how she started the movement and how um, because of her alopecia and different things that were going on with her, she was afraid to be seen um, on camera, at least really talking to people. She would get on there and dance kind of in the background, but not really have one-on-one conversations with her movement and with her audience until she was challenged on it. And um, that's what that episode, the entire episode really did for me. And I hope that it does for you if you have the opportunity to go back. And that's why we kind of ended season one there with the exception of this episode, of course, Um, is because I really want to challenge you to look the rest of the summer, really think about how you can come out of yourself and ask yourself the question, am I hiding from the world? Am I hiding from people? Am I hiding from the public? Am I hiding how amazing I am and the wisdom that I have and the maturity that I have and the skill sets and talents that I bring to the table because I no longer even like how I'm showing up? Right? So I want you to ask those kinds of questions for the rest of the summer. And when we come back this fall, for season two, um, and I'm going to tell you in a minute what we're going to do this summer, I want you to come back with a renewed sense of self. Can you do that? Come back with a renewed sense of self. So those were the episodes for season one. I'm going to take a really, really quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do for this summer, and then we're going to be done. Um, So stay tuned. We will be right Life of the Half is sponsored in part by the award-winning firm CDJ and Associates. With CDJ and Associates, bringing on a consultant to help pull your business together doesn't have to be overwhelming and stressful. 
our firm is dedicated to bringing innovative, out-of-the-box creativity to every single project, creating dynamic, doable solutions for every client. Our unique expertise in branding, PR, communications, and strategic planning will catapult your brand into brilliance and boost your bottom line. Contact our squad of gladiators today at info at cdjandassociates.com. Again, that's info at cdjandassociates.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. I just wanted to share really quick um, what we're going to be doing for this summer. Um, I hope you enjoyed hearing the summary of season one. Hopefully it sparked your interest to go back and listen to or watch one that um, you may have missed or um, to go back and listen to one again that you've already heard just to get a different perspective or allow it to kind of hit different um, in your soul, given that you're in a different place now than when you even listen to it. Um, so for summer break, uh, Life at the Half summer break is going to be fire. It's going to be maybe maybe four or five um, episodes that um, will kind of be themed on the things that we as Gen Xers, midlifers, used to do in the summer, right? So um, one of the very first episodes I know is going to be entitled Streetlights. Anybody show of hands who had to be home by the time Streetlights came on? I see you out there waving at me. Had to be home or at least on the porch um, when the Streetlights came on. And not just you, everybody on your block had to be home by the time the streetlights came on. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and kind of the underlay for the overlay as to um, why what we learned by that discipline and um, why that's still important today and um, what we can learn from it going forward. Uh, the second episode, or they might not be in this order, so don't shoot me if I change it. Um, the second episode is going to be entitled Bike Rides. How many of you hopped on your bikes and was gone all day? <laughs> like literally all day in the summer, right? You would get up, do whatever little chores you had to do, eat your breakfast, put on your clothes, out the door, man. Out the door. Friends already on bikes in front of your house. Like, let's go, right? Let's go. And we would go and bike ride all day we only came home to use the bathroom we didn't even come home to eat lunch because we ate lunch at the recreation center where we also used the bathroom if we needed to and then we would hop on our bikes and ride out the rest of the day i promise you if my parents had known how far we were riding from the house they would have shut all that down but it was our sense of adventure that some of us have lost so we're going to talk about that during Life at the Half Summer Break. Uh, number three, or another episode that we're going to talk about, are mixtapes. Yes, I was trying to explain to my daughter what a mixtape was, and it it didn't go well. She got it in the end, but she kept asking, like, the why questions. Like, well, why did y'all do it this way? Why didn't you just, that wasn't here yet, honey. <laughs> but... Um, you guys know the thrill of setting up your tape recorder and listening to the DJ and waiting for your favorite song to come on and 
pushing play and record right at the right time and um, trying not to catch the DJ at the end and just all of that, the dynamics that came into creating a mixtape. And then when you gave that mixtape to somebody or exchanged it with somebody, that was a big deal because of the labor <laughs> that was involved in creating it in the first place. So we're going to talk a little bit about mixtapes and the patience and the um, care it took in curating what we enjoyed, not just for ourselves, but for someone else. And then one of the last episodes, we're gonna, I think there's another episode called Walkman Radio. Do you guys remember Walkmans? Um, but one that I remember particularly that we're going to record is called Blockbuster Video. It's called Blockbuster Video. You guys remember going to Blockbuster? Um, particularly for us, we, we only went on the weekends. And of course, you had to be strategic because those movies went fast. And it was four of us, my siblings. I have one sister and two brothers. And we would spread out across the store, try to find the ones, you know, you got to look behind the little thing to see if a tape was available. And um, it was just so cool grabbing popcorn there and um, picking a couple of movies, knowing that. Um, you know, we were going to have kind of like family time and enjoy movies that we have been waiting to see forever. Um, you know, that, that night, you know, there was no Netflix like that, or, um, you know, all these streaming platforms now that we have, no, you had to wait a long time for a movie to come out on VHS. And when it did, it was a fight to the finish, um, to get your hands on it. So we're going to talk about blockbuster and what happened with them and how that relates um, to our midlife. So doesn't that sound like fun, y'all? These are going to be some great episodes and intertwined in those episodes, particularly on our Instagram page and probably on YouTube. So if you're just listening to the podcast, make sure you follow me on YouTube so you can get that content as well. I'm going to be sharing with you all the cool things that I'm going to be doing this summer. I'm getting ready to go to California um, to spend time with my grandkids and I'll be sharing some stuff from there. But I want to hear about your adventures too. So if you could share with me and tag life at the half your adventures this summer, some of the cool things that you're going to be doing, places you're going to be going, um, things that you may not have ever done before and you want to share it with the life at the half audience. I'd love to have a chance to talk to you about it. So we, we could do some IG lives um, or you could just send me your videos and clips and I'll be sure um, to share that stuff with the life at the half family. Why? Because I want your adventures to encourage other midlifers, other Gen Xers to have adventures of their own this summer. Okay. Um, I'm also going to be sharing my summer book list. Um, I'm going to be sharing like three books. This is already July. So we've got the rest of July and all of August um, to get in a couple of books. So I want to share with you what I'm reading and um, give you some thoughts on what you uh, might want to take in as well. And if you've got book ideas, share them on the Life at the Half page. You'll, you'll start seeing summer break um, content coming on the page and you can just join in the conversation there or join um, the Facebook group where we'll be continuing the conversations um, in between seasons. And then this fall, we'll be back with season two. And so it'll be great to be back in this seat um, for season two. But I think you guys are really going to enjoy summer break. It's going to be real low key. It's not going to be this 
whole contraption stuff. I'm going to just be outside chatting with you all and sharing it here on Life at the Half um, on YouTube and um, on on YouTube and um, some of the episodes will be on Spotify. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and making season one just phenomenal. I wasn't even sure that I was going to finish season one, let alone do a season two. But the response that I have gotten from people who listen on iTunes, listen on Spotify, listen on um, iHeart and um, other podcasts. This thing is in podcast um, apps and channels that I've never even heard of before, as well as those of you who listen to it on YouTube. Um, All of my guests for season one, thank you. It's been so fun and I can't wait to come back. But in the meantime, let's enjoy summer break together, okay? Stay tuned to this channel wherever you're watching this and or make sure you're following uh, Spotify or YouTube so you don't miss a thing. Get on IG, follow me there too um, so you don't miss a thing. And on IG, it's half. Okay, so life period at the half on IG um, and then life at the half dot com is, of course, our website. Right. So thanks again, guys. I'm out of here. This has been probably longer than I wanted it to be, but um, I thought it was really important to kind of summarize the season and let you know what's coming. So see you this summer for summer break. And um, you guys take care, enjoy your summer, be intentional about it. And um, I'll see you back in this form um, this fall. Take care. Bye.